0: And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks My name is Nick Angstead and joining me As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com The Live Lord, the One More Thing King
1: What you got for me, Isaac Harris I honestly don't, I really have anything off the top of my head for you I, There's not really any TV shows that we haven't talked about um, We've done podcasts every single day of the week since quarantines happen. And uh, we're at what, like week six? Since uh, quarantine and everything shut, yeah. So uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, we've talked about TV shows. We've talked about life. Going to the grocery. Um, yeah, the other day I went to the grocery and I just couldn't cough and I didn't know what to do. I was just like trying to hold it in and it was just a weird moment. I didn't, like you refused to? No, no, no. I had to cough, but it, I didn't want to, yeah, it's just, I didn't want to be awkward about it. And okay, okay. Let me, let me tell you this. And you didn't want to be like thrown out cause you had the plague, right? Exactly. <laughs> tell me, tell me what, who is in the wrong in this. So they had the little arrows in the aisle and of telling you like one way aisles basically. Yeah. So this lady starts going down the aisle and she's going the wrong way, but she's just grabbing like a can of soup or whatever. And this older gentleman walks up and says, You're going the wrong way. <laughs> and it's like, Whoa, whoa. And she's like, Excuse me. And he's like, Look at the arrows. He was like really rude about it. So should he have said anything? Should he have just letting it slide? Or was she in the wrong? So here's the thing. If you've ever taken the
0: disc personality test, uh, it's a little like Enneagram, but there are less, there are, there are only four letters, and you can be a couple different versions of them. The C in the disc test is known as the sheriff, and they're very rule following, and they like other people to follow rules. They're the person that, if they see somebody pulled over on the side of the road, they think, yes, that person got what they deserved because they were speeding and they shouldn't be speeding. And so this guy it was definitely a C personality, and that's just what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know if he's in the... I mean, she was not following the rules, but it is kind of like a jerk move to just point out something like that, especially when it's just a suggestion, right? Would that lady have been actually kicked out of the store if she keeps walking down the aisle the wrong way? No. Right? Probably not. This isn't a target, so... But yeah, we have seen people get arrested for being on uh, playgrounds. playgrounds though yeah, so so it depends on it depends on what your state is doing is your state doing like a stay-at-home order or are they doing like a stay-at-home like suggestion
1: i should have like walked up to him like sir this is a target <laughs> <laughs> so
0: all right on today's show if you're listening on the podcast thanks so much for joining us uh the few the proud the locked on mavs the raccoon squad we're still holding out. Day 44 without the NBA, like we mentioned. Uh, a lot of people on Hot Mike right now asking questions. We go live every Thursday. We're doing a European-friendly time today. And so we're, we go live Thursdays, post the pod on Fridays. And so we're getting some questions in. We have a bunch of questions from listeners on Hot Mike, and we appreciate every single one of you that joins in. So if you want to be part of it and ask a question, join Hot Mike, download the app, use the code Exit, and then follow me. It's Exit. Get right there, and then uh, share it. We appreciate everybody that shares the the stream as well. It helps us continue to do more pods, and uh, it gives you a, a, like you have the ability to control some of the content because you're asking the questions. So, all right, everybody listening to the podcast kind of knows already what has what has happened. But if you're on hot mic right now, Christian wants to know, Isaac, who do you want the Ravens to draft?
1: Um, yeah, Ravens are setting at like pick 28 in, uh, in the NFL draft. So a lot of people are loving this Patrick Queen guy from LSU. I've kind of talked myself into him, uh, selfishly just because I just want more targets for Lamar. Uh, I would love for them to try to, uh, trade up for a receiver, one of those, uh, top receivers, but not give up too much. But honestly, they'll probably trade back because they just love getting picks. Or they'll just sit there and take some like D lineman because they just love defense. Boring, <laughs> boring. But uh, if we're looking at rosters for next year, uh, it's hard to argue that they're not one of the top two or three rosters to win a Super Bowl. So and Lamar Jackson, Madden cover athlete for next year. Ooh, the curse. We get no, to see if the curse, curse is, is real. The curse is gone. Mahomes snapped that. So, but he's a generational athlete. So so it's Lamar. <laughs> if you're listening to this pod for the first
0: time And you're joining us Isaac is a Ravens fan And I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan Because I grew up in Cincinnati And so we have very different We have very different NFL teams Very different Mine is uh, drafting a generational talent at quarterback And we'll be very excited to see How his career turns out Dylan wants to know Which NFL player do you see beating Gronk For the WWE 24-7 championship Because apparently he doesn't think that Gronk Is going to last in Tampa Bay Or in Tampa Bay
1: Wow. Which do you say NFL player or NBA player? He did say NFL, but you can go NBA too. Oh, gosh, man. I don't know about. There's, yeah, there's a bunch of guys in the NFL that could. One, I just, I'm just, I hate wrestling. I'm not a big fan of it. It's just so fake. And, um, but NBA, who would be about it in the NBA? I guess Bopon, right? I mean, he would be the new version of Andre the Giant and. Yeah, I
0: don't know if he's mobile enough, but I guess you can make it work. Like, Steven Adams is the one that comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Uh, you think of, like, who's big guys that can move? Like, Joel Embiid would be a really good heel. Like, he'd be kind
1: of, you know, the rockish with the personality, right? That's true. It, yeah, but, there, yeah, whoever it was, whoever, whoever it was, whoever it is, <laughs> I guess even if it happens, um, but they would make Boban work just for the entertainment aspect of it. Oh yeah, yeah, I that, that can make that work. Christian, Johnny, Christian said Bobby Porter's. We're not talking about UFC, so this <laughs> wrestling's actually fake. Uh, Bobby Portis. Yeah, don't, would, don't throw any punches. I'd throw Bobby Porter's in an octagon. Johnny wants
0: to know a question about the last dance we talked about. We break it down every Monday when it comes out. He says, what do you think is the, would be the biggest difference to the Mavs if we got Jordan? So we talked about this on the last dance. When Jordan was drafted, the Mavs had the pick right after Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, and that was the you know the draft they took uh, Sam Perkins in that draft, and Charles Barkley went fifth, MJ uh, went third, and yeah, I don't I don't know. It just I think this whole question fit means everything to players and i think in in every sport and not that players can't transcend like certain talents just like bill simmons and uh, whoever he redrafted he redrafted a uh, dirk's draft a few weeks ago and they were talking about like would dirk be dirk without the mavs without Donnie and them, the organization, without Steve Nash early on, without just everything. And I mean, what we've seen Dirk talk about with Ernie of how hard it was for him at the beginning and the transition. Would Dirk have been as great as he was without the Mavs? I don't know, and they were a little bit more skeptical about it, and I'm like, no, like, Dirk is such a generational talent, he would have been great. MJ, I still feel, I feel the same way about. I do just wonder how, yeah, how a career would have played out. How would the Mavericks, would he have been peak MJ If he was in Dallas and I don't know, because so many of those other pieces impacted him from Phil Jackson and, you know, getting Pippen there and, you know, early kind of, you know, early nineties there. So I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun. What if though? It is a fun what if. And I think fit matters for players,
0: but I think that, like you said, generational players will transcend their fit in a way, but the fit kind of takes them to the next level. They have to work in tandem, right? So Dirk would be, you know, he'd, he'd probably be like a 27 and two player shooting, like shooting really well and being able to, to handle his own. Like he would still put up his numbers and be able to affect the team winning, but would they have won like 67 games in a year and gone to two finals and won a finals? Like, I don't know. It depends on on who else is with him. Could he have won more? Like, could he have you know, if he actually had a bunch of all star teammates? Could he you know, if he had a a Scottie Pippen type that was you know a generational player that was paired up with him? Could he have won more? I mean, that's kind of the, the question you go with. So, but if the Mavs got Jordan, I think, man, it might be a, a similar situation. I'd have to go back and look at. All that was happening, but the you know in the last dance they even talked about how the Bulls weren't that good before they got Jordan right. They you know they talked about the cocaine circus and all that, and just that they weren't that good of a team, and then Jordan took them to this next level. I think you would have done the same for the Mavs too, right?
1: Yeah, and it it would have um, yeah. And when you look at the history of this pick, this pick it has ties back to the steppian rule and uh, which is crazy i just learned about this not too long ago i guess 2 weeks ago Did, uh, would you say that it was mab explained to you <laughs> mab explained okay, <laughs> okay i need to explain this real quick so <laughs> Y'all know I write for Mavs.com and for you know the team site, Dallas Mavericks, whatever. And so they started a new podcast called Mavs Plane, and they're having different guests and stuff on uh, a part of the team. They're talking about random things with the organization, trends, news, different stuff. So, anyway, I made an appearance on it last week. Um, spoiler alert, I'm going to be on two or three more uh, in the future, maybe more after that. But uh, they're just, we have our, our small team at Mavs.com, and so I'm, I'm helping them out uh, wherever I can with that. That. But one of an, an upcoming episode of uh, Bobby Carolla and I, we talk about the Stepian rule. And it's crazy because he explains this whole Stepian rule of when Stepian, back in the day, the owner for the, for the Cavs, you know, traded all these first round picks. like the whole big trade around that Dallas got gets like four of those first round picks and one of those first round picks is this Cavs pick that they used to take Sam Perkins so it's crazy how all that whole story intertwines with this but that Mavs team back then you know had Blackman and had Mark Aguirre it had Derek Harper so like they had these guys and you know even for them like a Barkley didn't really fit because you know Mark Aguirre was kind of this, like, you know, four for them. So they, you know, it would have been kind of redundant and stuff. So I do wonder what would have happened to the career of Rolando Blackman, you know, at that point if, you know, they bring in Jordan and how does that play out the rest of the 80s? And so I don't know. It's would he a, have been a Scottie Pippen? Yeah. What? Yeah. Jordan's fit with Aguirre. Jordan's fit with Derek Harper. What would that have, you know, looked like too? So who knows where these careers of those guys would have been too? Yeah,
0: who knows? All right, coming up. Let's get into some more of your questions, talk more about the Mavericks, and uh something about the Mavericks future. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more questions. Matthew wants to know who had a more surprising, he put surprising in all caps, not necessarily better rookie year, Dennis Smith Jr. or Luca. Who
1: surprised you more
0: in their rookie season?
1: Um I mean I guess I'd just have to say Luca, even though he had higher expectations than uh, for him than Dennis, um just because he was just better than I thought. I mean, I thought he would be good. I just think I just thought that it would t- take a little bit more time for him to just a- adjust to the game, uh, you know, just a little bit. And even the Mavericks have admitted that too like, hey, that quick and the snap of fingers for him being that good, uh, which is crazy. So, I mean, I guess I guess that just cuz Dennis was just all over the place. I you know, we were hyped for him, but I I didn't think he was going to come in and win rookie of the year, you know. Yeah, there's there's two angles you can take this. So
0: the, the surprising thing for Luca was that he was this good, this fast. Like we all knew he was going to be good. The surprising thing for Dennis was he was gone that fast, right? He was, you know, halfway through his second year, he was basically you know off the team in 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 New York. So I was more surprised, I think, that. Dennis was gone. Then that Luca was that good. We knew Luca was gonna be good. It was just that you know he took that next level up. But the fact that Dennis was gone that quick, that's what surprised me more so than Dennis's talent level or whatever he brought to the team or anything like that. You know? Oh, like traded? I mean, yeah. He just said, "What's more surprising? Like his rookie season." I was just surprised that he was gone and that he was traded. Oh, okay, okay. That's um, where I took it.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I think once once Luca came in and we saw them together for a little bit, it was very clear that Dennis. Yeah, that 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 fit just wasn't going to fully work. And if there was going to be another point guard alongside Luca, there were going to be one of two things: a defensive-minded point guard who's you know really good at defense, something like a Patrick Beverly, or a really good shooting point guard. And Dennis yeah. really doesn't fit either one of those. Oof. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, he's very athletic <laughs> point guard. And like I, I think I still think Dennis has a future in the league. Coming but. in
0: hot. Coming in hot. <laughs>
1: Uh, Henry wants to know, what does y'all's top five of all-time lists look like? Oh, God. Do you want to touch tough. this? I mean, you were just your top five? Just give give your top five. My, my top five? Uh, MJ, Wilt, LeBron, Kareem, and then the fifth spot, man. It's just kind of up there. I mean, I guess I'll lean Russell. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think Jordan, LeBron, Kareem. I think we we're in agreement that. Uh... Like you want to go like Wilt Chamberlain and then you want to go Russell because just how much winning they did in their time. Right. And then you kind of have each era represented in your top five. Right. You have Russell in like the 60s. You have Kareem in 70s, 80s. You have Jordan in the 80s, 90s. And then you have LeBron in the 2000s, 2010s. Right. Like you represent all the eras there.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. For me, it's a clear top four. Of like MJ's undoubted, like number one, and then it's you know, Wilt, Kareem, LeBron through there. Uh, I prefer Wilt over the other two, but that, but after four, I could hear more people for that fifth spot. I think, um, yeah, I think Kobe, you know, should be top 10 somewhere through there. I mean, yeah, Russell, Bird, um, I wouldn't put Kobe five, but magic at some point on the list. Oh, come on. Like It took you way too long to get
0: some magic Johnson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How often do we have to do this? Where's Ben on Simmons on this list? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, Mavsman41 wants to know, is free agency on the back burner to NBA to size? If season will happen, does this help or hurt the Mavs? This is an interesting conversation. Does it help or hurt the Mavs that free agency is kind of like all over the place now?
1: Um... Okay, wait. Rewrote the question. My chat froze, so I can't see anybody's. Is free agency on the back burner till the NBA decides if the
0: season will happen? Does this help or hurt the Mavs?
1: (sighs) Is it... One, we just got to find a timeline, you know? Like, we just got to see what the timeline is because they're not gonna have you're not gonna have like free agency before the playoffs you're not gonna I don't think you'll see the draft before the playoffs or anything like that they they literally can't do the draft
0: before the playoffs because they have to finish a certain amount of games to get the TV revenue and then they can do the draft because once they say the draft once they do the draft then the season is over right that's, that's how that works so um, we won't see the draft before a playoffs or anything like that
1: yeah but I mean the free agency ma- goes along with that <laughs> the impact of free agency on the Mavs I think the biggest question we've talked about this before but the biggest question for Dallas right now is what Tim Hardaway Jr. does and yeah. if you're Tim Hardaway Jr. you're taking the, this last year for sure you're opting in because now with you don't know what the money uncertainty looks like on the cap situation moving forward cap space uh, or the you know what's the number not cap limit what's the I'm drawing a blank What's the freaking cap number? Like the, the hard cap? No, like the well, just the salary cap number. Sure, uh, there's a. I'm forgetting the title of it. But anyway, we don't know what if that's going to lower in the future and stuff. And if you're Tim Hardaway Jr., there's other teams out there that's lost. You know, free <laughs> the apron. I, I guess it is. just a salary cap. <laughs> the luxury four. tax. I guess so. Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest impact. That I don't even think that's a question anymore. Now, I think if you're Hardaway, you're taking that for sure
0: uh yeah I I think that we just don't know yet it's on the back burner so I don't know if it helps or hurts the Mavs but if Tim Hardaway Jr. decides that he wants a long-term deal somewhere else then that's when it affects the Mavs then all of a sudden the Mavs have money to work with they don't they don't really have anything now so that's really what this offseason specifically matters for the Mavs as far as free agents um wait Kung Fu said his question was skipped what question did he have Oh, uh he said what are your what are y'all's top five maps of the decade? We won't do we won't try to do every single question by the way. We won't be able to get oh, okay, to all of them. Okay, so, but, but what are y'all's top five maps of the decade?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So of this decade, let's go to twenty ten to, to twenty twenty? Sure. Let's just try to come up with a list together. So we gotta go Dirk. Just favorite
1: <laughs> or best? I guess favorite. Just top. Your f- he says top. Yeah. So does that mean like your top favorite or your top like, best? <laughs> Let's go top best. All right. Well, Derek and Luca for sure. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. However you want to play it from there. We'll just go ahead and put Tyson in there. No, uh, Jet's
0: got to go in before Tyson. Well, I'm just thinking about. Okay, Tyson, Jet, and then you want to go Kid.
1: Mark Aguirre at center. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't do any two hot mics in a row. We can. <laughs> Um, this is also on the pot. Jonathan Gibson, <laughs> uh, Quinn Cook, Ben Bento, Shane Larkin.
0: Ooh, drafted Vince Carter, uh, Kelly Olenek before he was drafted on on draft or traded on draft night.
1: I think I, we go kid right. We go Dirk, Luca, Tyson, Jet, kid or Marion. Yeah, I mean, I think Marion should get some love on that. I think Monte Ellis should get some love on that. I know, I that's think, a tough
0: one. I think
1: I think Porzingis should get some love on that. True. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're going by positions, you can't put Porzingis with Dirk and Tyson. I think I was just going with a list. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I think any of those guys. I definitely got to mention Sean Marion and... Monte put up some good numbers. Monte's going to be one of those guys you look back, like Mavs fans look back on in like 10 or 15 years and they're like, dang, like this Monte Else guy, like you're, some of y'all's kids or something. Like, dang, Monte else, like put up some numbers back in the day. <laughs> Unless numbers
0: mean nothing in the future and they play at a pace of like 150 possessions per game. That's true. Pascal wants to know um, Nevis, about Nevis, a num- I know that. About the number seventy-seven, the he said the SI podcast talked about seventy-seven being a weird number. Do you think that Luca will change it at
1: some point? The SI podcast, what is that? It's it's the step back. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <do laughs>
1: it took th- took me a second to
0: put those two together too. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think of them as the Dallas basketball podcast,
1: not. Yeah, yeah, um, and then Maven
0: first, and then SI at like <laughs> that's the third thing I equate them
1: to. Um. Do I think he'll change it? I don't know. I mean, I think if he ever does change it, it's going to be seven probably. And it's, I mean, Dwight would have to leave. So, I see you, um, Dwight. honestly, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of incorporated into his logo now. And seven obviously means a lot to him. So, I think he'll just keep it for a while, honestly. And Yeah, only yeah. if he
0: changes teams, I think. Why? Uh, I'm just saying. Don't do that. Shaq did it. <laughs> twice three times four times he was 32 then he was 34 then he was back to 32 all kinds of stuff
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Um, maxi says nick should i actually buy avatar this time or should i just renew nick hits buy it worth the investment avatar the last airbender best show um (laughs) gregor wants to know rondo or wade which one do you like more now, which one do you hate worse? Which one do you like more? Rondo.
1: Wow. Yeah. I really, I really don't it's like Dwayne really, guys.
0: really like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Brandon wants to know, did Luca ruin DSJ's career in a way? This goes back to our topic about... F- <laughs>
1: Oh, God. <laughs> this
0: goes back to our topic about Isaac just had a coughing fit and almost fell out of his chair. This goes back to our fit conversation, right? Because certain players, fit really matters. And for Dennis the fit with the, the Mavs was looking really good. And then Luca came along and changed the whole, you know, dichotomy for him.
1: I know, man. It's just uh Like, it's not like a personal thing for Luca. It's not like, hey, Luca ruined it by making (laughs) Dennis get out of here. He didn't
0: sabotage it himself.
1: yeah, Yeah, it's just a matter of, like, fit. And it's like, yeah, it's like us talking about. We were just talking about the other day, Nick and I were talking about you know, just positionless basketball and drafts and how you just got to take the best player available and then we it kind of branched to a different conversation like when do you not take the best player available and if you have a young center or if you have like a young point guard that maybe two point guards can't play together it's basically the only like spots that you might not if you have a young Joel Embiid and then you have the number one pick next year and then the number one guy is a young center do you have to pick do you what so yeah, I think I was just in one of the situations where you have it—you you, you drafted a young point guard, the very next year you drafted an um, amazing generational type point guard, and then bam, he gets shifted off to arguably the worst ran organization in the league. So who knows if if Dennis went somewhere else besides the Knicks, if he went to like the Warriors this past year and played like the Kai Bowman row or, yeah. or something like that for for you know Steve Kerr, would he would he look different right now? I don't know, and I. I want him in a situation like that. we It's too early to write him off whenever you say, all right, he played his second year with Luca, and then he got traded to freaking New York and we got <laughs> he, he's got to get a different chance. Yeah, it was just, it was just a bad luck
0: that that's the way it worked out for Dennis because he did go to one of the worst-run organizations, went to a, an organization that's had multiple coaches come in and all this stuff and not like to find roles and all this. I mean, it was just really bad luck for him, so... Uh, because he went to the Knicks? Yes. The fact that Luca came in and Dennis was shipped out and the Porzingis was available, all that, the the amalgam of all those moves did possibly ruin Dennis's career. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Brennan wants to know, do you guys think that they will be a rebrand in the next two to three years? If so, where do you want them to go with the jerseys? And we'll answer that. Coming up next. All right, Isaac, let's go back to Brennan's question about the rebrand. Do you think the Mavericks will rebrand in the next two to three years? Two to three years actually feels like a good timeline for the Mavericks to get a rebrand done. It feels like there's been hints of things. It feels like there's just been little, little trickles of things coming out and uh, I think they'll they'll do it eventually. They're waiting for Dirk to retire. Dirk did retire. then they're waiting for uh, certain things with Nike to be able to use the, the green again like things like that they're waiting.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think we gotta get through next year, and uh, you know we'll get some uh, new-ish things next year, and uh, you know so newish slash oldish maybe, and uh, we'll get through next year's stuff, and then after that, who knows? And we'll see what's in the works.
0: Speech wants to know: Would you rather see Dirk as a commentator or a coach?
1: Uh, a coach. I'd like to see
0: him as a coach personally. As just a person, I would like to see him as a commentator because that means we just get to hear from Dirk every game or whenever he decides to commentate if he's doing, you know, whatever he's doing.
1: This person I'm playing David Locke local ads in my head anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing. If you're a local advertiser and you would like to... <laughs> no, eventually I lot. think... <laughs> Eventually I could see honestly I could see Dirk in a role that Duncan had, you know, before he got to the bench. I don't think we'll ever see Dirk on the bench. But one thing to not under or under not to not underestimate is dirk's love for being around a team and he actually talked about that a little bit with ernie he's like i just love being around the team and compared that to traveling for tennis and how tennis you're traveling by yourself all the time and he's like basketball you're with the team so dirk does love being around the team but i could see him in like a you know advisory type of role like duncan used to be at the spurs to where he you know every now and then we we walk into practice and he's over there on the side kind of like holger in a way working with you know kp or something and it was like oh man that's you know this is where he's at <laughs> right now so i could see him in that type of role eventually pascal says by the way the si podcast is the open floor with ben
0: goliver that makes more sense oh okay with ben Golliver then with step back um Odin wants to know, what are your top five coaches in the NBA right now? Let's just go off of, of how we feel that they're like respected, right? Because I think it's hard for us to know who's a good NBA coach. I will admit that I don't feel like I have a good understanding, but I feel like you'd go like Popovich, Carlisle, Kerr.
1: I'll post Bolster up there. Spo. Yeah. Would you do Bud? Uh, Would you do... So, like, when we do these rankings, it's easier to put some guys on there that you've seen, like, do it at the highest level. So, like, yeah, we put Pop and Kerr and Carlisle and Spo. It's like they're very highly respected around the league, but they've also won titles. So, after that, that's when it's just based off hearsay. Like, I hear people rave about Quinn Snyder. I hear people talk about how great of a coach Bud is. And it's like, okay, like, I'm they like, seem like great coaches, and I'm sure, yeah, their teams are good and stuff. So, I mean, I guess you know those type of guys. um, I mean, I think you got to put Nick Nurse as that fifth spot, right? And yeah,
0: Nurse is I an. Mean. C said that in the just chat. over the
1: past two years of you know taking them to win a freaking title, and now where he's you know gotten them without Kawhi. I mean, you hear a lot about Brad Stevens too. Brad Stevens kind of in that like Quinn Snyder thing for for me. It's just like, hey, he's great, but you know, I don't know the Brad Stevens love I, I've never been one
0: that agrees with like an east coast bias but the, the Brad Stevens love makes me believe there could be an east coast bias
1: he's good though he's a good coach <laughs> I know
0: but it's like the Jason Tatum thing too where he's a good player but he's not talking like about Boston
1: him. media yeah I guess maybe it is just Boston media <laughs> I will say, I heard the a question, I'll ask my own question here. Which team has the most annoying fan base? Somebody asked that the other day Ooh. on Twitter. And like there's no other answer besides the Lakers, right? Rockets? No. For me, there's nothing that touches the Lakers. The Lakers fan is base. just bigger. Is the, no, the that, Rockets that, that, no. more
0: annoying? Because every time James Harden does anything, anytime that somebody says anytime someone praises Luca, then they say, well, what about James Harden? He's
1: doing the same thing. The Rockets are annoying. Philadelphia's really annoying, too. True. For me, it's just, yeah, it's the Lakers hands down for me. But I just think they get a bad rap because this the
0: sheer amount of them. There's going to be, like, if there is a percentage of stupid, right? Like, let's say, let's say that there's a, an amount of Lakers fans and 10% of them are stupid, right? Then all of a sudden, that 10% is much bigger than the Rockets if, say, there's a, a small amount of Rockets fans and 10% True. of them are stupid, right? Yeah. It's still annoying. <laughs> doesn't change it <laughs> both of them are annoying for sure uh kung fu is right it's all about math uh
1: what's better lakers fans or dwayne wade <laughs> why why are we asking these type of questions christian wants to know he asked christian i thought christian asked a question earlier that we didn't get to but, how, many, how many questions you, have you skipped i just went through a, i just go through a bunch of questions uh okay
0: Brandon says, "Do you think that Mark Cuban will run for president eventually, and how would that affect his ownership of the Mavs?" Okay, if Mark Cuban oh runs for president of the United States of America, he would have to give up the Mavs in a way. I think I don't think you'd have to sell them, but you have to put it like in a trust where he's not running it.
1: I don't even know how to answer it. That so I, yeah. I don't think he's going to run. I think that the, I'm going to plead the I, fifth on this and not talk on it.
0: I gave my theory on Mark Cuban running for president a little while ago, a couple pods, ago, a couple mailbags ago, or maybe it was just on Hot Mic, but I gave it. That was my that's my theory. Hmm. All right, let's do a couple more before we end the actual podcast, and we'll keep going on Hot Mike. Uh, Mike wants to know. I know the season isn't over, and we have the off season, but what would your expectations be for next season? Top four, a playoff series win? Question uh, mark. Next season. Next um, season. Yeah, I let's, mean, I'll let's want... say they re signed Tim Hardaway, and they don't. They do some ancillary pieces, but nothing big change in the structure of the team
1: we've briefly talked about this before because this question is so intriguing to me right now and just where everybody stands on it because it's not going to be with with playoff experience so does this season even matter towards your expectations to next season or to or does your expectations for this season just carry on to next season because they haven't tasted the play let's just say that you know they don't go do any playoffs this year that's where it's just incredible I think every I think everyone will just carry over and say or well not carry over they'll just move past and be like, all right, yes, we our expectations have to go up a notch but I, I'm not gonna I wouldn't be drastically upset if I have the same expectations for them next year that I do this year. So let's, well, your expectations
0: I, for this year were a lot lower than what they ended up being, right so do they do they match what they did this year or do they actually take it up a level?
1: I think okay. I'll putting it that way. I think they should move up to a top four or five team in the West. Okay,
0: Okay, so you're saying plus fifty plus wins. You're saying top four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Which, by the way, this the seating, like the seating can change, and you can be five to three right in like two games. (laughs) So uh, sometimes the seating is not really that good of an indicator of how good of a team you are, uh, unless you're one two right, unless you're at the very top. So. Um, yeah, I, I expect the Mavericks to be a fifty-win team next year. I'm just going to put it there. I expect them to be a fifty-win team if everybody stays healthy in the playoffs. You know, somewhere in that three to five range, hopefully. Uh, because,
1: like, look at look at the West right now, and just picture it next year. What what like grouping do you p- mentally put the Mavs in? Like, you know, the Clippers will be back. You know, the Lakers will. Will the Lakers be back as good as they are? The Lakers aren't a guaranteed one or two for me just because they do have some guys on one-year deals. Now, they'll get people to come a bunch, play yeah, there. A bunch of guys. I know LeBron is still out of this world, but eventually he's going to drop off a little bit. He so, did just get a whole bunch of time off, though. I mean, you got to I, I give that it, to him
0: as some kind of credit.
1: Will that work in his favor or not? I mean, I, I don't. Like, I just don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Rest versus rustizing. I know. Honestly, that will be one of the biggest topics when this stuff comes back. And it's funny how everything will do this complete like 180 of everyone is like rest, rest, rest. And now now all the pieces are going to be coming out. Well, what's too much rest? (laughs) How does that affect the body? Well, they're not even getting cardio in right now. Like NBA players, Chris Paul came out and said they'll need three or four weeks to get back into shape. They're not even closing their rings right now on their Apple Watches, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I couldn't mean. Even, couldn't even put the Apple Watch on because they <laughs> gained so much weight. But like the, like, we can put the Mavericks in like Denver's category, right? I mean, we got to remember Golden State will be back up there, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. Steph and Clay and Draymond back and whatever they do at this, you know, possibly first overall pick and. Andrew Wiggins um, but no I think Golden State will be back up there again so I put Dallas in that Denver Utah what's Clip, Houston again
0: under the under the Clippers and, and with the Lakers potentially
1: yeah yeah something like that so you're saying that the Lakers won't be in that group they'll be above them I don't I just don't know what to make of the Lakers next year it's just really hard like, Anthony well, Davis they, did, did, did sell his house I just don't know. I mean, they're still going to be like up there in that top like six. But are they going to are they going to be in that upper category with the Clippers, or are they going to be in the like Mavs Denver category? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, there you go. That's what
0: we think. That's the expectations. We're signing off on the podcast. Guys, we appreciate you sticking with us. Hot mic people, please stay on. We're going to continue to do some more on Hot mic. Everybody that's listening on the podcast, please join us on Thursdays to do Hot mic. And uh, you can watch us live, do a live podcast, and ask your questions. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.